Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. In this segment, we're going to be discussing a problem that is not uncommon to men who find recovery after years and years of drinking and drugging. It has to do with men's sexual health, in particular, erectile dysfunction. Now, we're going to discuss the problem and various treatment solutions. We'll take a look at the popular treatments, including the pills, the pumps, and the injections, plus a look at what may be the most successful and permanent treatment, which is unknown to many, but may be the best-kept secret in dealing with men's sexual health. Dr. Tom Walsh is a top researcher and an associate professor of urology at the University of Washington. He is also the director of the University of Washington's Men's Health Center. Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, Dr. Walsh. Thank you for having me. Erectile dysfunction, or ED, is as defined as the inability to achieve or sustain an erection suitable for sexual intercourse. And, of course, the causes include medications, chronic illness, poor blood flow to the penis, and, for our audience, drinking too much alcohol. How many men are affected by erectile dysfunction? A huge number of men. This is a disease that's one of blood flow, and all men experience diminished blood flow to their penis as they age. So we estimate that in current times, somewhere in excess of 30 million American men experience ED. 30 million? And yet, a lot of men don't talk about it. It's true. It's, uh, you know, it, it can be an embarrassing topic for some men. Um, but men need to realize that if they're experiencing this, they're in good company. They probably know somebody who has it as well. One has only to pick up a newspaper or read magazines, watch late night TV, or listen to the radio to see and hear possible solutions. Uh, there's the pills, uh, there's pumps, there's so-called new medications that can give you a guaranteed erection or your money back. But there's also another solution that has been very effective for thousands of men, and it has the highest satisfaction rate among men and their partners as well. Now, first of all, let's go over some of these treatments, Dr. Walsh, along with some of the pros and cons, starting with the big three oral medications. You've got Viagra, Cialis, Levitra. Are they for everyone? Do they always work? And how expensive are they? Well, they're not for everyone. They don't always work. And how expensive they are really depends upon your insurance and, mm. and who's paying the bills. These are phenomenal medications, make no mistake. And I think their introduction into standard medical care in the late 90s really revolutionized how we think about ED. It, uh, it rebranded erectile dysfunction, mm -hmm. which we formally called impotence, which was uh, uh, in some ways uh, not a very good name because it didn't really describe what was going on. But these medications are very targeted. They help improve blood flow to the penis during sexual arousal. And as a result, they can be really beneficial for some men. What are the differences in the three? You know, they have subtle chemical differences, mm -hmm. really binding slightly different receptors. They have slightly different side effect profiles. And we find that some work better in some men, others work better in other men. The second treatment solution is a device called the pump or the penis pump. 
What exactly is it? How does that work? And what are maybe some of the drawbacks? Well, so you have to remember that a natural erection usually occurs by blood being pumped into the penis. And that only works when a man's arteries actively can supply that blood adequately. When that fails to work, men can actually use a vacuum erection device, which is what you're referring to, Mm -hmm. which is actually a vacuum suction device that you place over the penis. And by pumping a vacuum, rather than blood being pushed into the penis, blood's actually being pulled into the penis. This has been around for for eons. And uh, you can find them on a number of sites. There are products that some of which are better than others. But it really does work. It's a little bit cumbersome. It's uncomfortable. And the erection itself is not always terribly natural. Sometimes we use it as a rehabilitation device. You can imagine if you had Mm. shoulder surgery, you might go see a physical therapist to get back the range of motion in your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes we'll use these vacuum devices for men who have experienced a penile injury, like they've had surgery that makes them lose their erections. And this is just a temporizing measure that can help sort of restore some of the elasticity. Can it cause damage to the penis? Well, it can cause some temporary damage. Mm. Men can get some bruising um, and some soreness, but usually nothing permanent. If you are just joining us, we are discussing men's sexual health with Dr. Tom Walsh, associate professor at the University of Washington and one of the top experts in the country on erectile dysfunction. The third treatment for ED is the so-called new medication, which is featured in the ads on radio and TV as well as in print, oftentimes with dubious offers of immediate erection without pills and a money-back guarantee, and it's cash only and all of that. It's a medication called uh, Caverject or Edex, which is an injectable medication. The good news is that it usually produces a predictable and firm erection, but the bad news, or at least the extremely uncomfortable news, is what these ads will not tell you, which is you have to stick a needle in the side of your penis to get an erection. The treatment is offered by a number of private clinics running ads that uh, make it sound safe and simple, and of course they don't mention the needle in the penis. It is an approved procedure. How does it work? How effective is the treatment? And how expensive? These medications have been around for a long time. Uh, They're based upon a particular drug called alprostadil. And I like to think of alprostadil as an injectable form of Viagra. Hmm. What it really does is it augments the signal for the arteries to the penis to relax and deliver a more robust blood supply. That immediately implies that you have to have the ability to respond to the drug. So this drug doesn't work for everyone. If your Mm -hmm. arteries are too stiff or for whatever reason can't respond, these drugs, you can inject them till you're blue in the face and they won't cause an erection. For some men, they do, and they get very satisfactory results. But it is true that you have to inject yourself into the side of the penis every time you want to have an erection. And you've got to keep the medication on ice. It's got to be cold, as I understand it. It varies based upon formulation. Sometimes we mix multiple drugs together to try to reduce the dose of any single drug and those have to be kept in a freezer they make it hard to travel with Mm -hmm. Uh, no matter what formulation you use you typically have to either reconstitute the drug by mixing it or draw it into a needle so there's a little bit of downtime between when you're stimulated when you're aroused and want to have an erection and when you can actually have it If you are just joining us, we are discussing men's sexual health with Dr. Tom Walsh. He is the associate professor at the University of Washington and one of the top experts in the country on erectile dysfunction. He is also the director of the Men's Health Center at the University of Washington. We've covered the pills and the pump 
and the penis injections. The treatment solution that really intrigues me, and it's not really well known, is the penile implant, which to me seems like one of the best solutions, given that it's permanent, predictable, and has the highest satisfaction rate among not only men, but their partners as well. Tell me about the implant. A lot of people get freaked out when they hear surgery. <laughs> How does it work? What's the surgical procedure like? And is this surgery covered by insurance or Medicare? Let me start by saying what the penile implant offers over what the other treatments don't. And, okay. I, and I, I always call that the, the big three. And the number one in the three is that it offers return of true, complete spontaneity. So it's very predictable. It will always supply the same erection every time. Number two is reliability. There's no guessing about how firm your erection is going to be, how it's going to perform that time. It's going to perform the same way every time. And the third thing is longevity. It's the first time uh, in a man's life, if he has this device, that he can keep an erection for as long as he wants to without causing any harm. It's true that it does require a surgical procedure. It's a minimally invasive surgical procedure and does not require being in the hospital. Uh, most men have a little bit of swelling and bruising afterwards that they recover from briskly. And most men are able to start using the device for sexual intercourse within four to six weeks. How long is the actual surgery? The, the actual surgery is about 45 minutes really? to, to an hour. And there's some recovery time. And then men are allowed to go home and they typically return for some post-operative care. This is something that is inside the body. This isn't something so, that you can see on the outside. So this is a fully concealed device. Hmm. Um, it replaces, you know, erection is a hydraulic phenomena. It's blood being pumped into the organ, and this device replaces blood flow with more routine hydraulics, where saline solution fills a device in the penis to create this rigid erection. But it's completely concealed. If a gentleman has this device, if he were taking a shower in a, in a gym, no mm -hmm. man in the gym shower would realize that he had this. The only person who knows he has this device is the patient himself, his surgeon, and sometimes his most intimate partner. Mm -hmm. So how does this work? Is the device in the scrotum? Is there something you push? Well, men have two erectile cylinders in their penis called the corporal bodies or erectile bodies. Mm -hmm. There's a soft inflatable cylinder that goes in each of those corporal bodies. These are connected to a soft compressible pump, sits beneath the skin of the scrotum, and both of those things are tied together to a fluid reservoir that sits behind the pelvic bone that can neither be seen or touched, and the man is unaware that it's there. He activates the device by simply compressing uh, a button in the scrotum. That actuates the erection, and then when he's done, there's another button that releases the fluid back to its reservoir. Sounds like a bionic penis. It, in, in many ways it is, in many ways it is. Uh, how soon can it be used after surgery? I usually recommend that my patients heal for about four to six weeks. Mm. And there, there's some variation, but most men are ready to go uh, within a month. Is there any pain involved when it's time to use the erection for the first time? No. Once men recover, uh, this truly becomes a part of their body. And so there's really no change in sensation, and there's really no uh, discomfort during sexual intercourse. And interestingly, most partners cannot tell a difference. Hmm. To them, the erect penis is the same as it was in the natural state. So it doesn't look any different. It doesn't look any different. doesn't hmm. feel any different. Is there still sensation for the man in the penis after the surgery? Well, remember, this is merely a functional device. It in no way changes sensation. There's no injury to the nerves that supply sensation during the surgery. So a man's perception of sensation, the enjoyment of sex, the arousal, the orgasm, and the ejaculation are all unchanged. The ejaculation is no different? No different. 
If a man has ejaculation before surgery, he certainly has it after. How long does it take to pump up the device, and how long does it take to deflate it? Well, uh, this depends on the man, right? Mm. I mean, it depends on how well that individual is endowed. It brings up the case that this is a device that restores function. It doesn't make somebody a superman. It really restores what he had before he lost it. So a guy who's particularly well endowed will take longer to pump up and longer to deflate. How important is it to involve your partner in this process, in, in the decision, if you will? You know, I would say that it depends. I think you have to recognize that this is a very personal process. It's a very personal journey. And if you have a partner who's invested in you and interested in this process, absolutely have them involved. Have them be a second set of ears for you. Have them come in and ask some difficult questions. Have them ask how it impacts them. But I would also say there are some men out there who their partner isn't necessarily interested, but they're still interested. The individual is still interested in restoring that part of their manhood. And I think that's okay too. What do you hear from the partners of the people who've had this surgery? Well, you know, it's interesting. We, we ha I have both anecdotal and we have actual data on this. And more than nine out of 10 partners would say they would want their partner to do it again every time. Mm. And most of them say they wished he had done it sooner. So overall satisfaction is incredibly high. Let's take a look at the progression of uh, the therapies. When a man begins to realize that he's got a problem, wh what are the steps that he should take? First and foremost, you have to realize that because erection is a blood flow event, sometimes when you're having poor blood flow to your penis, that may be a sign that something else is wrong in your health. If you're not seeing your primary care doctor and getting your cholesterol checked, mm. blood pressure monitored, being screened for diabetes, or if you have diabetes and it's out of control, the first thing you need to do is get those things in check. You need to be attentive to your good cardiovascular health. Then it's smart to try things iteratively. If you have never tried the pills, the big three that you talked about, mm -hmm. try them and make sure somebody teaches you how to try them. These pills are not an on-off switch. You don't take a pill and get an erection. These pills only augment the natural you. They only accentuate what you already bring to the table. If pills don't work, then try something slightly more aggressive. Maybe you want to try the penile injections. Maybe you want to try the vacuum pump. But importantly, start having a talk with your doctor about a referral to a specialist, like a urologist, in particular somebody who is experienced in sexual medicine and can offer you the full spectrum of therapies. And don't, don't be satisfied with somebody saying, oh, go try this and come back and see me in a year. Make sure there's a plan. Try something and come back to see your doctor quickly. What I find is really sad is when I find a man who's just lost heart. He's become so disenchanted with the prospect and he's lost hope. Go to somebody who will restore your hope. Let's talk for a moment about size and girth. A lot of men are very concerned about size and girth. How does that factor into what we're talking about with a penile implant? Well, first, I think men need to understand what happens to their size as they age. Uh, and I always you know, it's absolutely the case that if you don't use it, you lose it. And as men's erections wane with age and they stop getting those hard nighttime erections, their penis does start shrinking. So if you think that you're getting smaller as you're getting older, you're probably right. The important thing to realize is that an implant does not make you smaller than you are. An implant uses up all the available space that you have. Mm -hmm. And so when properly placed by an experienced surgeon, a man should not lose size and girth. He should really be able to maintain what he's got. And by seeing an expert who can help coach him towards restorative therapies, 
sometimes there are some things we can do to help a man gain back the length that he's lost in preparation for a definitive solution. What about girth? Uh, the same holds true for girth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I always give the analogy, imagine if you broke your arm and you were in a cast for three months. You take the cast off. How does your arm compare to the opposite side? Well, shoot, you've lost a lot of muscle. You've lost a lot of size. The same holds true when men go through periods of time of not having an erection. Now, with your arm, you can go lift weights. You can start building up the muscle and restoring it, but it takes time. It's harder to do if you can't get that erection back. So sometimes we'll use different tools to help a man restore that girth before we do surgery. One example is that vacuum erection device. Well, it's not a great permanent solution to restoring man's erections. It can be a great therapeutic tool to get a man back to where he was. By the way, there is a very informative website that deals with the topic in a very straightforward manner. It includes testimonials from men who have had a penile implant. It's www.edcure.org. In conclusion, Tom, and if you're just joining us, uh, we are discussing men's sexual health with Dr. Tom Walsh, associate professor at the University of Washington and one of the top experts in the country on erectile dysfunction. There are a number of different types of treatments for ED, including the pills, Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, there's the medical device that we talked about, the pump, uh, the vacuum device. Uh, there's the injection therapy where you stick a needle in the side of your penis. And there's the permanent solution of a penile implant that is covered at least partially, sometimes fully, by insurance and is covered by Medicare. Tell me about the insurance part of it. People say, well, this must be very expensive to have, and uh, how do I find out more about it? Well, I think it's really interesting with these more pop-up clinics that offer Mm -hmm. a cash-based service, I think men begin to assume that this is not part of their routine health care. And I think that's the myth that that I'd like to dispel. You know, erectile dysfunction is a genuine medical problem. And many, if not most, insurance companies cover the treatments. Believe it or not, many of them cover the pills. Many of them cover the injections. And many of them cover the implants. And we know Medicare covers the implants. So I'd like to, I'd like men to know that they, they can see that these treatments as part of routine health care. They don't need to go to an out-of-the-box clinic and mm. pay cash. They can see uh, a board-certified urologist at a place like the Men's Health Center or, or similar clinic and have the full range of treatments. Not every urologist is trained to do penile implants. So it's important, obviously, that you get a doctor who has done a lot of these. Well, it's true. We, we know with many different kinds of surgery, it's important to go to somebody who is focused in that particular area and, and volume matters. When you do a lot of one thing, it means you do it well, typically. Um, it means that your staff is well-versed in how to take care of men who have had this. And uh, so I certainly encourage all patients who are considering this, see a specialist and see somebody who does it frequently and has good outcomes and is willing to talk to you about it. Each of the treatment solutions we discussed today are different, obviously. And if you have erectile dysfunction, hopefully one of them will work for you. But back to the implant for a moment, I would think that it's important, again, to choose the urologist who has a history of doing these. How many do you do a, a, a month or a year? Yeah, well, we do several of these a week. And so on really? average, we, you know, we will do anywhere between 75 to 100 implants per year. And I can't really tell you what national averages are. Mm-hmm. Here at the Men's Health Center, we do one of the highest volumes of penile implants in this part of the country. Is it possible for you to connect men who may be considering a penile implant with other men who've had an implant? 
so they could discuss the procedure one-on-one -on -one and find out about the experience for someone else. Well, you know, it's really interesting. Men who have this surgery, it's really life-changing. It's restorative, and it makes them want to be educators and share their experience. And it's more than just sexual. It is more than just sexual. It's a feeling of completeness. You know, I, I, I make the analogy to a woman who has had breast cancer and has breast reconstructive surgery. Um, when a man has this type of restorative surgery, it restores a part of normal manhood that he's had his whole life. It builds confidence, um, and it allows him to connect with sometimes a long-term partner who he's felt alienated from for many years, mm. and sometimes to establish some new relationships that are part of healthy aging. So we have a number of men uh, who ask us, you know, please, if men have questions, please give them my number, give them my mm -hmm. email. I'd be thrilled to talk to them, and I think that's a great way to learn more about it. If you're a man in early recovery who is suffering problems in the bedroom, even if you're not in recovery but are beginning to realize that your sexual function is problematic, research your treatment options. Take a look at the pills, the pump, the penis injections, or the surgery, and then find a urologist who specializes in sexual dysfunction. And you can find a list of qualified specialists at www.edcure.org. And I believe you can do that by zip code. You can also find out more about the UW Men's Health Clinic by Googling UW Men's Health Clinic. I know you get a website, but it's a long, complicated one, right? We do. It's easy to find. Yeah, it's yeah. Easy to find. It's a topic that many men feel uncomfortable talking about, but ED will not go away by itself. Hopefully the treatment options outlined by Dr. Tom Walsh, associate professor at the University of Washington and director of the UW's Men's Health Clinic, will be helpful. I'm Neil Scott. We'll be right back with more of Recovery Coast to Coast right after this timeout.